I'm actually going to invite Tamara up because uh, I met Tamara in the lobby and, and quite often what happens with testimonies, I say to God during the week, Lord, give me somebody with a testimony or someone that's speaking into what you're speaking today. And it always comes with the worship. It always comes with the prophetic word. And it comes right in the lobby. Someone will come up and they'll just start sharing their heart. And I'm a person who edifies, I exhort, I build up. And Tamara came in and edified me and exhorted and built me up. And she was actually speaking the message. You see, when you hear God, when you practice putting your head on his lap, you practice relationship. You practice knowing him. All I want is to know you. This is Tamara's heart. She's, she's the queen of hearts. She knows how to bring people into a place of healing of their heart. She's anointed for it. She has the authority for it. And so I just really want to share what's happening here today with Tamara. And we just want to hear your heart. What has God put on your heart today? Mark, bless you. Yeah, what a wonderful, just divine, encouraging appointment. I walk in, and within minutes of Mark and I connecting, God, the Holy Spirit just led us to this verse. And James, I, I just recited it, and, and Mark, yeah, she's like, that's what I'm preaching on today. You know, do you want to share? And um, first of all, just read the verse. Um, it's James 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And we're speaking because, I don't know about you, but I don't like pain. I don't like pain. And as humans, we move away from pain. We want to move towards pleasure. And this verse used to be so invalidating for me. I used to read this verse and it, I, just, I just resisted it because it kind of bypasses when you're going through a really terrible trial, maybe a time of loss or fear or regret. And, um, but in you know, my 42 short years here in life and walking with the Lord for, you know, for half of that, I've learned that even though I don't like pain, that when I cling to him in the trial, cling to him in the trial, and draw near to him in the trial, the product of that painful journey, I sure do like. I lack nothing. Pain really focuses us. It focuses us. It gets us to pay attention. And when we put that focus and that attention to Jesus, to his presence, to his word. Mm. We become pure gold. We lack nothing. Mm. And so bless you today if you are in, if you are experiencing a trial. Mm -hmm. I bless you as you cling to him, mm. as you let him minister to you in this time, as you consume his word. And if you need that extra help and support and strength, connect with one of us today don't leave today without us laying pray for you mm -hmm. encourage you listen to God's heart together with you and let him encourage you on this trial because he's leading you to a good place a place where you lack nothing mm -hmm. be encouraged mm -hmm. thank you Tamara see how when we just put our head on God's lap we start to hear his heartbeat 
and then we all resonate together. There's a flow. There's a flow of the river of Holy Spirit. There's not, it's not a teaching. It's not information. It comes from experience. Every re revelation that you have of who God is, it's not what you read, because that can just go to your head. It's not the knowledge and the information that you are taught. I think a whole bunch of people my age are being untaught. Are you, are you being untaught from what everything that you were taught? And so we're, it's because this is relationship. This is communion. We talked, we sang about it. This intimacy is communion. That this is the communion that we're talking about here in this house. But it starts in your family. It starts in your small circles. It starts in your gathering. There's such an anointing on this house for gathering. There's such an anointing for people to come together in their small circles. And so when we look at our logo, there's the two hearts as one. But you've got to present your heart. We sing the Christmas song, Comfort and Joy. But if we don't acknowledge our pain and our sorrow, then we're not gonna experience the comfort. And I can guarantee you, there's two sides of a coin. And there's comfort and joy, and God always brings you into joy. Consider it all joy. What do you think of when you read something like that? What, are you kidding me, Lord? <laughs> but that's, you know why? Consider it all joy? Because when you're comforted, just like a child on the mother's lap, they know how loved they are. And that sorrow and that pain or whatever they're going through doesn't define who they are or their future. They come into that place of letting themselves be loved again and they get up from it, a child does, and they go play. When, when I first came here, and I was driving here, when I first came here, they were working on the roads from Castlegar to the Playmore Junction. And I looked at the sign and God said to me, it's, the reconst it's a reconstruction. And God says, Come to the, you're going to the Playmore Junction because there's a reconstruction happening. Some people would call it a deconstruction. That's just, you're unlearning what you were taught. That's all. God's just stripping it away. But come to the Playmore Junction because God wants his people to play more, to enjoy him because he really enjoys you. He likes you. He enjoys you. He loves being in the room with you. He loves being, doing things with you. This is your worship. You see, you were the worship team today. See, we, worship isn't about, okay, I like this worship team, but I don't like that one, and that one's okay, and I'm going to go to the church where I like the worship team. You'll never find the one you like. You're it. Tag, you're it. David knew that. David knew that, and he was pretty undignified, and he had no fear of man. He had the fear of God. He had the reverence of God. Michael, you would know that with the Catholic Church. There's something about before I got saved, the reverence and the holiness of the Catholic Church that actually drew me to God because they have a holy reverence and awe of who God is, how big he is, how great he is. And so you're the worship team. Don't ever forget that. If you're doing the dishes, you're the worship team. You're driving down the road. You're the worship team because all worship is is you're responding to how loved you are. You can't stop. I love this. I love, here I am, God, because I'm like, I have no idea what he's going to do and it could be painful. <laughs> he could be poking at something and bringing something to the light that I don't want it brought to the light, but here I am. Here's my heart. See, your position, your stand is everything to God because there's actually our heart unknowingly in different places can say no to God and he's a gentleman and he won't barge through that door. You open the door. This is a season of open doors this year, but you open the door. It's your yes. 
God waits for your yes. So I bless everybody's yes in this house. And it's like a funnel. The rain comes down. It fills you up. You open up your mouth. You receive the rain and it goes to your roots so that you're rooted in love. So your foundation is Christ. The foundation of this church is Christ in you, your hope of glory. Where Christ is not your foundation, there's no hope. The people that live in the world, they're called the people that have no hope. So we're always like this. We're always getting a revelation. I was talking to Ed before he came in. God's manifesting his wisdom through you. You're the manifestation of wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world will not shine. Arise and shine. The glory of the Lord is upon you. Where we don't have the Holy Spirit, we cannot shine. Where we don't have the Holy Spirit, we can't be undignified because we're so worried about the fear of man. Is anybody watching me? What are they going to think of me? Who cares? Be authentically you. Be free to be you. And this is heart to heart. The hand of God. Psalm 91 in the Passion Translation says, hope holds you. Every day, when you are in despair, hope is holding you. When you feel sad, hope is holding you. The God of hope, who fills you with all joy and peace and believing. If he's holding you, your head's on his shoulder, your head's on his lap, your head's on his heart. You are in a place of listening. You can't be that close to somebody and not hear them. You are right there. You two are one. And so that comes from the cross. Recognize the work of the cross. That Jesus reconciled you to the Father. He didn't reconcile you to a gospel that says, turn or burn. <laughs> he reconciled you to the good news. It's the good news. It's good news because it's already finished. You're reading the paper. When you read the paper and you're reading the news, it's already happened. So he's got his finger on your heart to activate. It is written. You've been given a new heart and a new spirit. And he's activating that in you every day, in your closeness, in your oneness. You're getting a revelation every day. You're being transformed every day in an experience and an encounter to become who you already are. He's just opening up our eyes to see who he is, to see who we are. We're just discovering our original identity because the fall destroyed our original identity. And God says, your original identity is, I spoke to myself and I called you by name. I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. See, we know everything about ourselves in this limited lifetime, but he knows every, I love the word before, before the foundation of the world, before you were in your mother's womb. That's where you get to know him because he's eternal life. He's not one who thinks his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts because they're heavenly. They're full of light. God said, let there be light. So he spoke and his words were light. You ever hear people speak and their words aren't light? They're not Jesus at all. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Our words should be Jesus. He's wonderful. He's marvelous. He's amazing. Have you seen Jesus? Because the son was sent and clothed with humanity. You're a son or a daughter that's sent. You're the ecclesia. You're the called out sent ones. You carry the governing authority of grace. Grace reigns in our lives. Not law, not religion. They died in unbelief. 
They just went round and round, come save me, 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 come save me. And he did, and he did, and he did, and he did, and he did. But they wouldn't come into the kingdom of the son of his love. They looked at Jesus as something far away, not the gift of God, the gift of the son. Father gave his best, he gave his son. He freely gives us all things. Like Tamara said, there is no need. He gives us the fullness of his heart. He gives us his eyes to see. We are one. There's one faith. There's one baptism. One Lord. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon you. Sevenfold Holy Spirit. There's one Father above all, in all, and through all. Your face is a face of grace. Your face shines. Your face shines with the Father's face. Because in your prayers, you seek his face. You seek to put your heart there. And you're growing and you're transforming and you're becoming truly who you are. So I'm really bad about not following my notes. <laughs> so there's such an agreement of what God's doing in here and it's by the Spirit. What God is doing here is by the Spirit. It's not by law. It's not by religion. Those are dead things. That's what was. It's the Spirit moving through you, flowing through you. And so Holy Spirit is things that will, will move through you in, in ways in, that you have not seen, heard, or known. And so you'll be really offensive to people that have not seen that, heard that, or known that. I don't like that. <laughs> Tamara also shared when I was in the foyer to be brave for change. How did, exactly did you say brave for new change? Yeah, come up and share about that. This is like a tag. I said to her today, I, I can see us tag teaming. I could just because, yeah, just share. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, okay. um, a good friend of mine, well, you know her, Anastasia. She yeah. used to be here and help lead us worship. She's been really changing the songs this year. She's an incredible artist. Her latest release is called New Season. It's beautiful. You can look her up on Spotify. And um, one of the lines in it that really resonated with me um, that I really liked was, be brave, let change happen. Be brave, let change happen. Um, I think that's really like a heart condition because often change happens outside of our control. And I think what that you know, speaks to me is, is be brave and just trust the process. Trust that you know God. God is bringing in new seasons. God is bringing in change. Be brave and um, you know let Him do His work. Let Him take you to the next season. He knows what He's doing. Again, His goal, His desire for us is that we lack nothing. He has given us His greatest gift. Jesus Christ, His Son, has died for us. Mm -hmm. Is there anything too great for him to give to us? Is there anything too costly? He's already given us the greatest, most costly gift. We can trust that. I, I want to share with you something that really resonates with my little mantra. When fear wants to come in and rob me of, of the joy and the peace that I know is ours in Christ. And that little mantra for me is, he is for me. He is for me. And how do I know that? How do I know that? He died for me. He died for me. What more evidence do I need? And so, no matter what trial we might be going through, 
No matter what path of perseverance you find yourself on, we don't ever have to listen to the lies that might want to come in and rob us of our assurance, the lies that maybe he's forgotten about us, or he doesn't care, or he doesn't have good things ahead. Those are all lies. And how do I know? He already sent us all the evidence we need of his love, of the fact that he is for us. That's Jesus Christ on the cross and Holy Spirit in us. So be brave. Let change happen. He's taking us to let change happen be brave this is a new year and a new season and last year god gave promises in january now if you don't remember them they were put out there god god speaks god speaks right we're all prophetic we all hear god prophecy is god speaks life happens where who does he speak through well he needs you he needs your voice he needs you to hear and speak what he's saying he watches over that because it pleases him and it accomplishes for what it was sent to do. January last year, one of the prophetic words that God gave for me for the church was, and it's for the body of Christ, I am faithful. We heard someone's testimony last week about the faithfulness of God with their harvest, with their seed, and how God's faithfulness even healed the seed just by laying hands on the auger. It's a long story, but anyways, listen to it, because that went out into the atmosphere. And God, God was looking for is, God, I believe. Help my doubt and unbelief. I believe. I believe you're that good. I believe you redeem. I believe I don't lack anything. There's nothing that I need. Fear tried to come and take away his harvest. Farmer, this reminded, as soon as he was speaking, it reminded me of faith like potatoes. I don't know if you know Angus. But anyway, that's the whole time I was listening to him, and I was like, that's the same faith. That's the same faith. Why? Because it's his faithfulness. You can't do faithfulness by your words. You can't. That was the faith movement. It got a little off in their faith words. You know, give me two Audis in the driveway. <laughs> our faith is in him. He's our promise. He's faithful. This is, last year was filling us with his faithfulness. He is faithful in your new season. He is faithful in the change that's coming your way. Anastasia's song, her, her CD, I don't know if it's the whole CD or whatever it's called, New Season. So the song is New Season right now. So there's a, she's, she walked through where she had to let go of an old season of what was. She had to make a decision to move forward. And these are the promises of God. You can't do them or you'll end up with doo-doo. He is. He is the God of hope. His gift to you this year is that fear and dread will not take you out. Because he's giving you, he's causing hope in you, Christ in you, living hope, green hope, it's his. Just say thank you, thank you, thank you. He fills you with all joy and peace in believing the God of hope who lives in you. He's the seed in you. It's his fruit. You can't do hope. You can't practice speaking it. Oh, now I'm full of hope. That'll get turned upside down. He's our hope. He's our everything. He's our promise. And persistent joy is a gift that God's giving. It's started with a trickle. It's, a, it's going to be a river this year. Persistent joy. It cannot be stopped. You cannot stop the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter if everything's being shaken. God is unshakable and he lives in you. Is everything shaking? Yes. 
Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. But God is unmovable. He's not moved by that. And he's unstoppable. The joy will flow. Because Holy Spirit is the joy. Holy Spirit's not stuck. Holy Spirit's always producing fruit. Holy Spirit's always moving and go. I really believe this is the year God is blessing. Go, go into the nations. Go. The doors are open. I don't even have to say the doors are open. Lots of prophets right now are saying the doors are open. God's just saying go because he knows the doors are open. He doesn't have to teach us. He doesn't have to teach us about the doors that are open. Go, go. The doors are open. When you go, you are leaving what was. If you're my age, you've had to leave a lot of what was. And what that does, it cuts the ties with what you were taught. Because Holy Spirit is your teacher. I'm not your teacher here today. There's no teacher in the body of Christ. They're just saying, they're talking about their experiences, their encounters, the ways that God transformed them to make them a revelation of that encounter and that experience. We're being transformed because our minds are being renewed. See, joy, being loved, renews your mind, renews your spirit, renews your soul. We're being transformed today. We present our bodies as a holy living sacrifice. Why? Because he's holy and he lives in us. We're a holy nation. You get the revelation. You keep getting the revelations. Keep getting the revelations. I'm transformed today by the renewing of my mind. I put my head on his lap, and he says something to me that blows my mind. You are that good, and that's how you see me? That's how you talk about me? That's what you say to me? It's an individual relationship. Now, when you come together with others, you see, where whatever group that I belong to, it doesn't matter if someone says they don't hear God. They can't, be, they can't be in a relationship with me without hearing God because that's the atmosphere I carry. I carry the atmosphere of a prophetic spirit. Someone that carries an atmosphere of a prophetic spirit, people that don't hear it don't have their ears open. But I'm telling you, if they come into relation with me, relationship with me, you're done like dinner. You're going to hear God. You're going to hear his heartbeat because you're looking for his heart. You're seeking his heart. You're seeking to hear him. You're seeking to have all of him. So whatever group that you're in, whatever circle, whatever way you gather, the most important thing is hear God and obey. In Hebrews, he says, today, if you hear my voice, and they heard his voice, and they rejected it. They rejected his voice. That's nice. But we have the word. God, Jesus spoke to two different groups of people. He spoke to the religious. See, lots of times the religious will say, this is what Jesus said. Yes, because he was talking to you. <laughs> and he, and he, was, he spoke to the seekers. The ones that were groping. The, they groped for Jesus. They were seeking. They didn't know where he was, but they're groping. They're groping. Where are you, Jesus? Where are you? But he didn't really speak to the grumblers because all they could talk about was grumbling. What you say about yourself honors him or dishonors him? Mocks God who created you. God's not into mocking, being mocked. He's holy. 
He's holy. Every word he speaks over this church and over this family is holy and it's life and it's truth. These are our gifts. Jesus is our promise. They're in him. We just say, yes, thank you. It's the position of your heart. It's here's my heart. And then guess what? Since hope is the gift that's going to grow this year, guess what's going to come knocking on the door? Despair, dread, hopelessness, fear. And God goes, oh, I just long to sit with you in that so that when you rise up and you get up and you go, you've left that behind because it's nailed to the cross. I took that away. You're going to have that in relationship. That's his promise because you receive the fullness of the son, the fullness of the father. Jesus says, you've seen me, you've seen the father because Jesus had the face of grace. He had the face of the father. Let your light shine, arise and shine. The glory of the Lord is upon you. And what is that? I know who I am. You know, we heard many names of God when Glenn was here, but the center one is I am. By the grace of God, I am who I am. God likes you just like you are, right where you are, and he changes you. The word of grace. Grace is Holy Spirit. Grace is you like this to God, and Holy Spirit goes, wow, that door is wide open. I'm just going to flow right in there, and I'm going to influence your heart because that's who Holy Spirit is. The divine influence of your heart to change the way you think and see, the way you know God, what you know about God. Holy Spirit will break down every wall, rip off the roof, cut off the roots. <laughs> Lyle knows that one. <laughs> Lyle's a root cutter. So there's deliverance in that, but then there's healing. And that's why this church is a house of healing. But it's never to leave you in the ICU. It's never to leave you in the hospital. <laughs> It's to come out and make a change of, do you know what the Lord did for me? The season of pain or the things that came to me, I have a testimony of, look what the Lord has done. We are testimonies of who Jesus Christ is in the earth. Our neighbors should be saying, why does that person have joy when all these things have happened in their life? Why do they never waver? Why do they keep standing? I love it when Tamara said, no matter what, I'm telling you, that's my mantra. No matter what, yes, this happened, but no matter what, I know who he is, and I know he turns everything for good. I would have lost heart had I not known in the goodness of God. He is a good father. He sent his son. He's a good father. He's the father of lights. Everything he sends comes from light because he spoke and there was light. The word he speaks is light. When you are praying for people, it's not a make you feel good old covenant glory that that person's all, oh, that felt good, that felt good. They go home and they feel like poop (laughs) because the veil is being removed because the old man, the Old Testament man had a, a glory that was fading. Oh, God touched me and I kept walking and it faded. God touched me, I have a glory, and it faded. You have a glory that cannot fade. Jesus Christ's glory does not fade. But that comes in practicing. Default position has to be letting yourself be loved. Well, how do I do that? Just say, here I am. It's not what you do, it's just your yes. I choose life. I choose you, Jesus, every day, 
every day. I say yes to you. He touches what he wants to touch. You don't have to go around confronting anybody. You don't have to go around dis trying to discipline them. You say, oh God, I know that, they, that there's a truth that's gonna make them free. Now that's what you pray. You never pray what is wrong with a person because God goes, next? That's not my word. I'm not watching over that to perform it. That's the accuser. <laughs> Will you speak and pray and believe the truth over somebody? Every time I've been praying for people lately, I see God standing behind them with his hands on their shoulders and he's whispering into their ears. He's the voice behind them saying, this is the way to go. You should go in this because I'm telling you what I see, what I see, what I see. Every time I pray for them, you know, and I always think of standing like this as we're standing at the horizon. It looks like the day is ending. The darkness has come, but we sing. We sing, we sing because we know that every day is a new day. There's another horizon. Why? To get up and look to Jesus. He is the rising sun. And when we look to Jesus, our hearts rise. We rise up again. Whatever tried to keep us down the day before, dread, fear, hopelessness, whatever it was, something came knocking at your door. But we just practiced turning to Jesus. That's the scripture that's been given to this church over and over. Gaze upon him. Be attentive to him because he changes everything. Isaiah 40, 31 says that those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And this hope in the Lord is actually called kawa. I'm probably not saying it right. Anybody that is better at that, go for it. Um, so, we're not just, it's just not like, well, I'm hoping God does that. Well, I really wish he does that. Our hope is in a person. It's not an event. It's not what he does or doesn't do. And our hope is not what that person will do or don't do. My hope is in a person. He is the promise. He is every answer. Your hope is not in an event. Because then what happens is, my hope's not in God anymore. My hope's in the event and you'll end up really disappointed and discouraged with God because he didn't do it. Your hope is in a person. He knows the whole picture, he has the whole story, and he is always turning things for good. And it's gonna be in a way that you had no idea. We have, we have a neighbor that, that um, things weren't always going good with him, and, and it was like, ooh, this is not good. So we've been praying for him and everything like that. He came up to us, this is a new season, this is a new year. He says, I wanna make amends. I want a fresh start. <laughs> yes, of course. And he, was, he couldn't stop blessing us. He helped my grandson get out of the ditch. He helped, he, he helped us, he gave him a pair of gloves that were all obviously skidoo gloves, like they were, and he was just like, and then he went and he was like, we have a tractor to do our driveways to snow plow. He was snow plowing our driveways and he was just like, there's something in him that changed. Well, the scripture says, even your neighbors will change because of your righteous standing, because of God. Anybody that's at odd with you, their heart will turn to you because they won't have, they won't have an accusation. Jesus says, neither do I accuse you. Go your way.
go your way and sin no more. She won't sin anymore because she has someone that stands for her. She doesn't want to sin anymore. She has someone that believes in her, someone that she belongs to, someone that believes in her. That's who we are. That's who we are in his eyes. And so Kawa is like, it can, some scriptures you'll read is waiting on God. And so waiting is no fun if you're waiting on the answer, the event, the thing. But when you're waiting on him, he always shows up. <laughs> There's a huge difference. And you will soar. This is a promise. This is the word of God. You will soar in your waiting, in your hoping, because you know what Kawa is? It's an intertwining of two hearts. The first picture. I want to know you. Here's my heart. Nothing can take away hope. Nothing can destroy waiting. Being disappointed, not seeing the answer. Nothing can destroy waiting on God because it's kawa. Intertwining of our hearts. Our hearts knit together in love. I'm getting an understanding of this. I had no understanding but I trust in you with all my heart. I lean not on my own understanding of what I'm in. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. Here's my heart. Here's my tears. Here's my sorrow. Here I am. He changes your mind. God showed, started showing me this without even knowing what that word meant. He showed me hope. He showed me hope was an umbilical cord because that's where I needed my healing, right in the womb. I needed healing right in the womb because my mom had two abortions and she didn't want a third one. So she absolutely hated me because I was destroying her future. So she would say things like, I hate you. I wish you were dead. In the womb. So God showed me that he gave me an umbilical cord of hope in the womb. And when you're born again, that umbilical cord just gets nourished from the throne of mercy and grace. I receive mercy every morning. I find grace. I have to look for it. A divine influence. How are you influencing my heart today, Holy Spirit? Because you are empowering the change. If I try to do it, I end up a doo-doo. I end up being busy doing things. And then I have to make a list to show everybody what I've done. You know, I did this, Marg. Oh, yep, yeah, I did. And then I did this, Marg. Oh, and then I did this, Barg. Oh, Marg. And then I'm going to oh, I want everybody to see what I'm doing. I want everybody to see what I'm doing. I'm going to put my name beside it so you all know what I'm doing. That's not relationship. He's done it all. It's finished. The best thing, if you look at how fulfilled your life is and how successful your life is by your doing, stop it and do nothing and get a revelation of the one who's done it all. It's finished. And that's called rest. I live from rest. He's done it all. I live from victory. He accomplished it. I live from overcoming because he accomplished it. He overcome the spirit of the world. But guess what? I'm walking, and then I bump into the spirit of the world. Ooh, ugly spirit. Oh, religion and politics. Bedfellows. Ooh, look at those two walk together. Ugly. That's okay. I'm walking by the spirit. I actually had, in a group that I'm in right now, I actually had a teenager prophesy to me about religion and politics standing in front of me. And, and I was looking at it, and I was like, and, and I was told, your spirit's too big to pass through them. 
because your spirit belongs in the river. And he said, I saw you run and jump into the river. And I saw the river of God, the river of Holy Spirit, take you down the river. So you've got to go low to get into the river. You've got to surrender your sorrow. You've got to surrender your stuff. To go into a river, into a lake, you're walking down. You're walking down, you're walking down, you're walking down until your feet don't touch the bottom anymore. And then you're flowing. And God takes you. He goes. This is the, word. This is the year. Go. He will take you even where you don't want to go. But where he took me in this person's vision was to a beach. And it was kind of like play more. It was like, it was like I know what I'm going into is total freedom and total liberty. But you can only happen when your feet aren't on the ground and you're in control and you have no control. Be brave, Tamara said, in the new season for change. Be brave this year in the change that God is bringing you into. So kawa means that <clears throat> we're joining together, we're walking together, our hearts are joined. This is hope. Hope isn't, okay, we think hope is God's going to do something and I'm going to be really happy when he does it. <laughs> and I'll give a testimony. <laughs> this is the testimony. He joined my heart together with his. We're walking together. Our hearts are joined. We're flowing. Our heartbeats are one. This is the anchor of hope. This is the umbilical cord to heaven. This is the nourishment. This is the nurturing even of a, a baby in the womb. And even all of us, that we are nurtured and nourished by the blood. He shed his blood. The power in the blood is that he shed it. The power of the Spirit is that you drink the Holy Spirit. You won't have any power without the power of Holy Spirit. He shed all his blood. He's not going to shed it today again. And I keep singing, there's power in the blood, there's power in the blood. Yes, he crucified everything. Yes, he just, I'm, I'm singing about the blood because he destroyed everything. He crucified all my enemies. There's no enemies. The war is over. There are no enemies. He crucified it. Don't look back. Keep moving forward. So, I don't even know where I'm going to go now. So you're going to, if you hope in the Lord, you're going to, he's going to renew your strength. Why? The love of God, he's going to fill you with joy and peace and believing how loved you are, that you can trust his love. Joy and peace are like hot air balloons. I've seen that in the spirit too. They just keep rising. They keep increasing. They keep going up until there's no gravity. Joy and peace has no gravity. No gravity. And guess what? Then you overflow. When you pray for someone, you're giving them the overflow of heaven, of no gravity. See, fear keeps you stuck in the past. Fear of the future. Regret of the past. But God's moving us forward. This is the year of go. And we will soar and we will run and we will walk. So I, bl I bless you in that. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of Holy Spirit, see it's not by the power of the blood, he shed his blood. It's finished. The Holy Spirit's trying to tell us, it's finished. It's finished. It's done. Rest in that victory. You have victory. Whatever you're in today, that trial, you have victory because he overcame it. 
And now that's my testimony of how he overcame this. And I came into that victory where he is. I came into the victorious one because I said yes, and the victorious one came in me, in him. In victory, I live and move and have my being. He, the victorious one, lives and moves and has his being in me and in you. Because he's spirit. And when you know spirit... Holy Spirit, you're going to know that. So we're going to rejoice in hope. This, this is what Tamara was talking about. Consider it all joy? Are you kidding me? This is not joyful. But you see, that's the natural man. The spirit man will say, okay, God, I'm going to rejoice in this because no matter what, I know you've overcome this. I might not even know what it is, but you've overcome it. And I just thank you in advance. So persistent joy Persistent joy, this is what God's saying about this year, is yours. It's a gift of God, but it's a default position to come to the place of being loved. It's, it's called continually fir- continuing firmly in a course of action. Go! He's got you. He's got this. In spite of difficulty and opposition. It's a tenacious, preserving, determined, determined resolute, purposeful, single-minded, and unwavering. It's continuing to exist or endure over a over a prolonged period. You exist. The enemy cannot destroy life. Life cannot die. The life of Holy Spirit is in you. Life cannot die. Resurrection life cannot die. So a revelation of, rev- of resurrection life in you, you cannot die no matter how painful it is. Jesus came out of the tomb, so have you. There was two spaces there. If you go to Israel... There was two in that tomb. There was one for him and one for the bride, the tomb that he was put into. So on the cross, he birthed the bride. He shed his blood on the ground of the Kootenays. And he said, it's finished. It's done. Because the word finished actually means the bride. Here she is, the bride. I died for her. I bless you in that revelation. So even in botany and zoology, it, it talks about remain attached. We are practicing the presence of God. We are always practicing being attached to the Holy Spirit, to the power of Holy Spirit. So um, at the beginning of COVID, God gave me a prophetic word for this church that he was uh, pushing the pause button that he's saying, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. I will be exalted in the nations. So do you know what God's part was in COVID? Can you see it? Can you articulate it? Can you give a testimony of it? Can you declare it? Can you show people what he was doing in COVID? Or can COVID only tell you what COVID was doing and what the government was doing? Is your testimony of the government? Is your testimony of COVID? It'll be fear, 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 and noise. That's what it'll be. But a testimony of Jesus Christ in COVID will be a testimony of who he is and what he's done. And it will not be full of fear. It'll be full of hope no matter what. God is going to turn this around. He allows systems to crash and burn. Even churches, the systems of religion. 
He, he wants to destroy that structure. He's like the education system, the medical system, it's all crashed and burned because he says, I'm not in that. I want to put people that are full of my spirit into those places and I want to change them with my people. It's not a come over, come over government of God. It's not a, I'm going to come over and get my people to lord over these systems. It's a people that will come under and lift up the people that are there. That's what, this, this is not a takeover kingdom of God because God's going to destroy everybody and we're going to have our way and we're, we're just going to look, ah, perfect. No, this is submission. This is surrender. This is here's my life. Here's my life. Here's my life. Here I am. Here I am. Here's my life. And just be that life, be that abundant life that Jesus has given to you in that place that he put you, in that place that he sends you, in that place that you go to. But there's the standing and receiving that abundant life. You are the seed. His seed remains in you. That seed is just merely growing. Don't try hard with knowledge and information. Forget it. Stop it. Put the books down. Yes, put your Bible down. I am not kidding. Because you can have the word of God forwards and backwards and not have the Holy Spirit and kill everybody. It's death. It's law. More important for you is to have word, you are word and spirit. If you are just word, you're, you're the driest place on earth. That's what, and Jesus said, God said, the serpent's going to go to the dust of the earth. Demonic gives place to the demonic. Law gives place to the demonic. It's idolatry. It's not being the bride of Christ. Totally refusing to be the bride. He's waking up his bride. There's a revelation. There's eyes that are open. There's a scene because he's speaking to you. His hands are on your shoulders and he's revealing to you to see what he sees. And it will change everything about who he is, who you are, who the church is, and what he's doing in the earth. Do you have a testimony of what God is doing in the earth? Or do you have a testimony of noise? One points to God. One points to the accuser, the enemy. And one, you empower. I choose life this day. I choose life. By the word of my testimony, I choose life. My words are life. I choose life. Choose life or death. I choose life. I choose to speak words of life. I choose to speak words that honor God. God, at the beginning of last year, he said, I will not be mocked. Pretty scary, because that's what the Philistines did. And David was like, you can mock God all you want. Your head's coming off. I won't mock God. I'll speak the truth to you. He overcame a Philistine giant because God, God's name would not be mocked. David stood. David stood. So God's looking for you to stand. And God says he's moving sovereignly. It's, it's just your standing. It's just you can't do something. He's great. He gives you his greatness and you'll do great things. He's merciful. I'm just like this. He's merciful. I receive his mercy today. He stood on the nail of the cross. He stood and everyone else, their knees buckled and their lungs filled with water. Sounds like COVID. Suffocated in fear. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Jesus stood. He stood. He was determined to stand even when the sorrow and the pain was so big. I'm standing for the joy set before me. That's you. That's you. That's you. You're the joy. 
but we have to have a revelation and encounter and experience and that transforms us so God is moving and so um, this is the first picture I ever put up the first time I preached here I haven't preached here a lot maybe I don't know maybe 16 times so every time I go to preach it's like starting over again I'm like God you're killing me see that's part of going to the cross and dying he stood because there's no flow I don't get to do a series I don't get to lay a foundation I don't get to do a teaching I only get to exhort but you know what I'm born to exhort so you know I'm very thankful to God for this but this was the first picture and I didn't like it and my husband walked by me when I was putting the word together and I was like I don't like that that's going into the unknown it's kind of exactly what Tamara said today be brave for the new season you're going into the unknown and I was like yeah but I don't like that I, you know I, I want to know what's what's around that corner because I know it's going to go around a corner I got this feeling it's going to go around a corner and God's just saying I'm with you do not fear so there's a season this year that you're going to go into something. God's with you. Do not fear. Remember, every time you cross a railway tie, you're cutting ties with the past. The strongholds of the mind, the experiences, it's his story. The story of your past does not determine your future. You get to write a new page. You are writing a new page. You have the creativity in you to write a new page. And you know what God's been saying to me the last few weeks? What do you want? And I, I, you know, I get all religious. Oh, I went to do your will, and here I am, and blah, 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 you know, like, I'm like, oh, that's just all so religious, you know? And, and it's just like, and he keeps saying to me, what do you want? What do you want? Because he grants you the desires of your heart. He put them in there. He's just activating them. Because you're delighting in him. And he's like, what do you want? There's desires in there and dreams that you forgot about because you're doing all the right things. And this is the year. What do you want? Because you have so much life to give. There's no doubt about it. And God will bring people across your path that you can pour that, his life into. So go forward this year. You're going into a new season. You're going into something new, but I can guarantee you, as in COVID, when there was an aversion a lot of the fog that was on the ground, I would be driving and this little portal blue sky would open up and there'd be blue sky there and I'd go, oh, there's the portal, there's the open heaven. There's something here in this inversion and God says, enjoy the inversion. I have flipped the script. Heaven has come down. The cloud of my presence has you submerged. And whatever you're in, you will see blue skies because that's the happiest state of our relationship. I went to Montana when he was talking about this to begin with. Blue sky Montana, the happiest state in the union. So in your union, in your heart to heart, and here's my heart with the sorrow, in the comfort, with the joy, with who you are, the union is blue skies forever. That's the inheritance of my children and my children's children because our oneness is happiness in me like a river. So whatever takes out your happiness, let the cloud of his presence come. Whatever, takes your, whatever tries to come and be a cloud of sorrow or dread or fear, get together with others that have testimonies. Yeah, I was there. I, can, I could always speak to people because they feel really guilty about where they are. And I'm like, ha, pfft. I know exactly what you're going to. You will process it completely different. You are you. 
You're not me, and my job is not to get you to process it the way that I have. But I know what he's going to do. And I don't know how he's going to do it in you, but he's going to do it. Because that's his promise. His promise to you is joy, no matter what your story is. So I bless you. I bless this church in um, moving forward. And I just want to pray a blessing, because this is, what, this is how I leave everything when I'm going into a new season. You will go out in joy. You will be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper. And instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. And this is for the Lord's renown, for his name, for an everlasting sign to the generations that this will endure forever. Your breakthrough is for your children and your children's children. And whatever you're going out from, whatever you're leaving, whatever you're going into, the breakthrough from the inside out is that you're going into something that has it's a broader place of grace. It's a very broad place of grace. But you might have had to go through the transition place, the birthing of it, and it was painful. But in that pain, you've actually birthed a new day out of you. You've birthed life, just like a woman in labor. She is birthing life. She might forget in that moment that she's birthing life. She might say, I want to go home. Or she might look at her husband and say, this is all your fault. (laughs) But she's birthing life. And this is what the church is doing in a season of pain. In a season of transition, she's birthing and coming into life. So I just want to bless this church in that. And um, I just want to pray a blessing. I want to pray a blessing over this, this church. If you just want to close your eyes and look to Jesus expect have a confident expectation that's hope what he's saying he'll watch over and he'll perform and he'll do it you don't have to do it the lord bless you you're blessed to be a blessing the lord keep you he's watching over you he's protecting you no matter what the lord Make his face to shine upon you. His countenance, his smile, the delight in his eyes is the fire of his love. May the Lord be gracious to you and to your children and your children's children more than you can ask or imagine. May it abound, may it overflow from generation to generation. May the Lord always turn his face to you. May you see his goodness and his kindness in his face. May the Lord give you peace. Receive his breath, his Holy Spirit. And may you walk in the footsteps of peace in the earth, the gospel of peace. And I bless you I bless you in the fullness of who he is, the promise of who he is, in the word that he's watching over. It pleases him, and he accomplishes it. He fulfills it, the creative power of the word. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. God is good. He's good. No matter what, no matter what, and worship.